Hi guys, it's Jane. I welcome to another episode of Teenage Dream. Oh my goodness. So the year is almost over. When I'm recording it, it is actually it just turned Tuesday. It's 12 a.m. right now. Which I know not the best. Okay, I need to stop moving around because I know you guys can hear the background noises, and that's not the best. Um I know the uploads this year has been spotty, but it was just a lot of adjusting to a lot of changes. And I can't promise that next year will be better because I am the type of person who takes like a little while to adjust to changes. You know, I, I think I like things to be consistent because they're comfortable, but that's a whole nother conversation for another time. But all I can promise is that I will try. So basically there's been this TikTok trend where it's like telling my January self how 2022 went or if I told my January self what happened in 2022, they would be so shocked. I feel like myself in twenty the beginning of 2020, or like, no, myself in December 2019 would be more shocked if I told them exactly what happened in 2020. They'll be like, what the actual fuck? Also, there will be some touchy subjects, so I guess a little content warning for that. They're not terribly terrible. You know, light mentions of different things. Also, this would, I'll be talking in third person because I feel like it made the most sense. And also this episode might be pretty long because I am talking about a whole trip around the sun and I'm going month by month. There's 525,600 minutes in a year. There's a lot to talk about. A lot happened. Let's just get started. (laughs) Okay, let's start off with January. Hi, Jane. January Jane. It's me, December Jane. And this is what happened this year. You want to interact with these girls in your fourth period. It's not that you don't know them. You just don't know what to say you end up not interacting with them at all. It's hard for you to hear about them hanging out and having a group chat that you're not a part of, but you think that it will get better once you get an iPhone. Spoiler, that doesn't change anything because that's not the root of the, root of the issue. It's just that you're afraid of conversations and you just don't know what to say to them. You have a tendency to think that if you were prettier or if you were more smart or if you had this or had that, then everything would be different, which isn't necessarily true because that's not the issue. You learn that you need to know your limits, especially in school, because a a lot of times the school system expects you to be this perfect student and all of these things, and that you can't handle that. You just can't, and that's okay. You learn that you overshare, but you really don't overshare. But the times you feel like you are, it's just because you have you have this feeling that you have to prove yourself and prove that your emotions are valid and no one would listen, so you just share to whoever is there to listen. You get upset of how unequal relationships are and how some marriages are unequal. This makes you fear relationships and marriages even more because you see the imbalance at home And you're upset because you don't want to be in that position. And this also makes you want kids less because when you have kids, you're kind of stuck. Not saying people have kids are stuck, but in a sense, they kind of are. Because if one, if your partner isn't putting in the effort, then you're kind of stuck. You can't really change much of that because you still have to attend to those kids if you're partner 
isn't changing any diapers, then you're still going to have to change all the diapers because the kid is there. That's what I kind of mean. You watch Encanto, and it inspires you at 2 a.m., it was probably like 3 a.m., to write your college admissions essay. You find it hard to stay consistent, but the thing is, nobody's always consistent. And maybe there are people who have that self-discipline and are consistent and have that schedule, but that's not you. And that's okay. The main, the most important part is to consistently get back to doing what you want to do. If you want to exercise and you stop exercising, then get back and start exercising again. That's what's most important. You learn that a huge part of your childhood starts to cut out, especially because of trauma. On January, you get deferred by college, which shockingly is the college you end up going to. And now you're disappointed because it was because of your test scores. And well, you already know how we feel about those. You hate how misunderstood you feel by everyone and hate how people jump to conclusions. You don't want to seek validation from people, but the admissions process makes it seem like you have to. You should listen to my admissions episode. I'm sorry, I have to plug. You have to finish French in the semester, which worries you. Spoiler, you're going to make it through. Stressful, but you finish nonetheless. That People will tell you that you should stay home and go to community college because it's cheaper. But I promise you, you're making the right decision leaving. You also worry about how expensive moving away will be. But it is. And it will be okay. Don't stress. It gives you premature wrinkles. I say this like I'm not always stressing. but And then you feel like the support from your family is conditional. And is only supported under these conditions that aren't always the same. While you're turning 18 in March, you're tired of being an adult and independent. You've been one your whole life, like Mitski said, and you just want your childhood back. You just want to play on a playground, and you still do now. I really do. Like, I would just want to go down on a slide. Like, that just sounds like so much fun. February and February. You get accepted into college, which you currently go to, which is cool. You hate how your mom makes you feel weak because of your emotions, and you shouldn't feel weak for wanting or needing support because everybody needs that. Also, I think I'm sick. I'm getting sick. I swear. Like, it's terrible. Like, I don't want to be sick. You're done trying to be above average. And it's a great idea because you don't want to be a perfectionist anymore. Because of the way you lose motivation when you're not when you're not immediately good at something. Your friends have other friends. And it's kind of a struggle because you're a little jealous and wor- you're a little jealous and worried that they're going to leave you. But that's not what's going on. That's not what's going to happen. And you really should stop overthinking that. You get some college decisions this month. I won't tell you because I feel like it's better if you just find out. You're getting older, which is crazy, and you won't feel different. But you want a tattoo. We still haven't gotten one. Your family is planning your graduation party, but it's more for everybody else than it is for you. It's like when parents have a birthday party for a one-year-old. The one-year-old really doesn't care about that birthday they're just a baby. There's like two, two, 22. And then there's like two, 22, 22. You kind of neglect the things you like doing. And that's not good. You do that throughout the year on and off. And you learn you have rigid boundaries. March, my birthday month. 
your birthday is coming and you feel sad because you're upset that you're upset that your birthday is not turning out the way you want to because no one seems to be coming to your birthday events you spend your birthday going to the dermatologist your birthday falls on thursday by the way and then there's just traffic driving back like really bad traffic and you feel like a new season of your life started but the weekend your friends plan your birthday dinner which is so sweet <laughs> i love you guys thanks ash and brianna that was so sweet like <laughs> I didn't even know what was going on. I literally thought they weren't going to come, and then they did. Oh, my God. That was so nice. And you're tired of being the second choice for everything, which is still true. You wonder how to get close to people, close to people, or make friends if you're so disconnected. You wonder why you can't just make friends and why everyone else makes a friendship deeper and why you're so much more anxious. We're still wondering. Because I don't know, how do you make a friendship deeper? Like how I'm sitting here thinking like with my best friends, like how did I make this connection so deep? How did that happen? You learn that everybody is going through the same things or similar things. And some people are just better at hiding it, have greater tolerance. You struggle with some negative anniversaries this month and it's difficult, but you make it through. You've been so in your head, you stop being an observer. This continues throughout the year. You fear speaking your intrusive thoughts, which you never really end up doing. You just have this strange fear that you're going to blurt out one of your intrusive thoughts. You're going to let your intrusive thoughts take control. You try to take things less personal because that's a lot of work, honestly. You realize that it's good not to know everything and that you are going to figure it out. You wonder if the college you're going to is, is good for you. We're still trying to figure that out. You realize when you speak, you appear self-centered because you only really speak about yourself. But that's kind of like an anxiety thing because you don't know what else to say. So you just speak about what you know and what else do you know yourself? Well, kind of, sort of. But it's not intentional. You just have to be more mindful of it to get you through the long and hard parts. And you also learn that everyone is weird, like strange. And you also wonder why nothing motivates you anymore. We still don't know why. I think it, we know like it started in 2020 but we don't know why it continued past 2020 april you go to grad bash without a plan it's not the best time at universal but it's an okay time you're stressed about french again but you still make it through you want to be less critical about your body and yourself and you're still learning to you start to think about how your parents' relationship affected you and how it's gonna affect what you want in relationships. You start to realize that you're binge eating sometimes and that it's really related to stress and emotions. You get better at handling it. You think about the fact that you've never been in a relationship, which is okay because you're not ready for one. You think about how weak in the knees you get when someone shows you interest, interest in you. And you also learn that uncomfortable doesn't mean dangerous. Now let's get into May. You go to prom alone, not with any of your friends, not with any friend groups or plans. You just see one of your friends there and stick with them throughout prom. Prom's okay, homecoming is better. There's a boy at your school who clearly likes you, but you're too scared to look into the possibility of being with them because you're not ready. And it's scary, so you kind of lie by omission and lead him to believe that you're in a relationship, even though he's probably asking because you went to prom without a man. 
and you wear a ring on your finger so you know that technically signifies that you're in a relationship but you're not in a relationship you just wear a ring on a finger because it's a self-care ring but you just don't mention that and you kind of regret it but at the same time you weren't ready for it and you still kind of aren't you're like I feel like you're more ready for it now but there's still some things you need to sort through we'll talk about it in therapy you have the stomach flu and gastritis as a result of getting the stomach flu and you miss so many days of school, but it's May, so nobody really cares. And your family decides to go to New York, which was your plan all along. You just wanted to travel instead of having a party. Some good things happen this month. You get your new passport so you can apply for financial aid. But you also fear that in college, you might go overboard making up the lost time and experiences because you feel like you're a late bloomer experience wise because all of these things people have experienced you haven't even dipped your toe in you have an existential crisis on what you want to do because your whole life you wanted to work in the medical field and up to middle school you wanted to go to med school and you don't know if that's fully for you and if you can handle it but you also feel like you have to choose a high-paying career because you don't want to struggle the same way your parents did but you still don't know what you want to do and if that's what you're cut out for. And you're still trying to figure that out. That might take a while. You're afraid of expressing yourself because the fear of judgment. That doesn't really change that much, but you're working through it. And you also realize that being nice, exceptionally nice, hasn't gotten you anywhere. Let's go to June. June. Wow, we're already halfway through the year. You graduated and you cried at your graduation, even though you hated high school, you were just happy to be leaving, but you also worried about the changes and how you would have to adjust to them, which there were some big changes. You went to New York, which was fun, but you also learned that vacationing with your family is annoying and there's some tension. And you also learned that you can't live your life with much restrictions or with super restricting people. You go through a mini depression after New York. It's mainly because of those restrictions that you had while you were in New York. And you start your summer classes and they're cool. You're just not motivated for them because you wanted a break between high school and college. Also, Roe v. Wade was overturned. I'm sorry. You start reading, well, listening to books again and you start with It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover because you saw it on TikTok. It kind of adds to your favorite relationship because of the themes of the book and how the red flags flew over your head. You realize that you use your crushes as a sense of comfort and you don't know what healthy love looks like, sadly. You're still trying to figure it out. August. You're happy that school's starting soon and we're planning so much because you don't want this to be high school. This can't be high school you get a little worried about monkeypox and going into another lockdown you don't go into another lockdown and monkeypox for the most part kind of blows over you kind of still believe that though you also question how did you make friends before all the anxiety you decided that since there's so much change you should see a therapist and you do get matched with the therapist she's really good but sadly she had she's doing something different now you get housing for your college which is on the other campus which means you have to take the bus to the main campus where all the classes are and you think that financial aid is going to cover it babes i'm sorry to break it to you they're not covering anything not at all 
And it stresses you because thinking of all the money you have to spend and also thinking about the fact that you have to take a loan is a stressful situation, especially knowing the way we were raised and how fearful money troubles can be. But you're excited nonetheless because this is what you've been dreaming for for the past two years. And even though it's not the best thing to do, your hopes are high and you're already imagining all the new and fun experiences. You move in and you don't really miss your parents for the first few days until it's the weekend when you kind of do, but you get used to it. But you also have to get used to being in control of your meals. It's okay though. The first day you're upset because you didn't make any friends, but it's okay. It's only the first day. You don't make any new friends throughout the semester though, but we'll get into that later. But it's okay. We get through it. You should have switched that class, but what can we do now? You befriend these Christian girls, kind of, um, but it doesn't really work out, mainly because you kind of ghost. <laughs> like, I don't even want to talk about that. Like, you kind of ghost. But it's like, because you're not really sure that you're Christian, and also you live on the other campus, and it's just like a lot. You don't really see them that often. Let's just get into September. You will soon learn that making friends in college is making so much more different than making friends in high school because everybody's on a different schedule. The queen dies. And I know this is going to sound bad, but at a certain time, there were TikToks that were like, if you're depressed, keep going so you could outlive the queen. And you thought about where you were in 2020 and where you were in 2021 and enjoy that you made it through those difficult times. You outlived the queen. So I guess, <laughs> I'm sorry, that sounds so bad, but you did it. You go to the first football game and you were supposed to go with this girl, but she kind of like doesn't text you back until after the game. But then you meet these girls at the game and you like get in their car, even though you just met them and you go like, to this club thing but the club was like being really annoying and you're like oh I can't I feel so good like I can't wait to meet these girls again you don't really see them again like ever <laughs> I'm sorry in the middle of September is when you kind of close off and you don't open up after that and this is when you kind of go autopilot close to the end of the semester when you are reflecting and you're like what the fuck happened Around this time, you detach from people. The thing is, with this type of depression, it was depression. Um, it wasn't about of crying and tears, and you didn't know where you were and what you were doing. You just weren't fully there. You were disconnected. And depression came to you differently, softer and mysterious, but still in that way that you don't know when it attacked it was gradual. It wasn't all strong emotions and crying. And it wasn't it wasn't all strong emotions and crying. It was just there in the back, occupying half your mind, taking more and more as it went. Before you knew it, you were gone. You were not there. Your mind wasn't there. Your mind wasn't, your heart wasn't, your mind was just empty. You start to struggle with the fact that there's no automatic accountability in school. There's no automatic accountability in college. 
there's no calls when you miss a class or no calls when you're late or sometimes no immediate action when you don't turn in an assignment or you turn an assignment late or you don't put that much effort in it. And because of that, you kind of sink into half-assing it more. And that will affect you later on in the semester. You're overthinking and you wonder if you were different, then you would have friends, which isn't true. Because you're thinking like if you walk differently or if you talk differently, if you did this differently. And we already talked about this earlier. Nothing you, just because you, if you look different or did something different, then that doesn't necessarily mean that you would magically have friends. And we need to stop thinking that, even though we still kind of do. We're working on not doing that. And then you sit and think about all the work that needs to be done on yourself and how many layers of all your problems you have to get through to the simplest things like making friends, which everybody just seems to do so easily when you're like, okay, first I have to peel back the anxiety, then I have to peel back the anxiety from being bullied, and then I have to peel back being ignored, and I have to peel back like not having to start a conversation, like all of those things, and I have to peel back like not wanting to run for the hills when people start to get close to me. It's all of that. Okay, this one is kind of funny to me, but it's still like the fuck, you know? It's not like the fuck, but like, it's still like, it's funny to me. You went out to eat with this boy, but it wasn't like, oh, you know, it wasn't like that. It was just like, you wanted to be friends type thing. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm trying not to laugh, but it's funny to me. Like while you're out to eat, you just couldn't stop talking because you were anxious. You know, meeting new people makes you really anxious. So you keep talking and talking and talking and talking. And then you go home and you're not really thinking about it until you talk to your friend about it. And she's like, okay, this, this, this. Ask you questions. Like, and then you realize, like, you didn't really shut up. You just kept talking. But then you're like, okay, whatever. They kind of, boy doesn't text you back for a couple of days. And then you're like, oh my gosh, what do I do? So, like, what am I doing? And then you text him first because people tell you to do that. Probably shouldn't. And then he's like, okay, we'll see each other another day. But the day that you plan to see him, you kind of like are extremely tired. So you don't go and you're like, we have to reschedule. And he's like, okay, what day? And you're like, Wednesday. And then he literally just ghosts you. Like you just never hear from that man. Like you, you just like, he never texts you back. Like never opened the chat either. Like didn't even unadd you or anything, whatever. But the worst part, I don't know what's worse, the fact that, like, he ghosted or the fact that I still see that man at the dining hall. I would be, like, at the dining hall, like, eating my food. I turn my head. Why do I see this man? Like, you don't really care because it wasn't serious or anything. But it was just, like, (laughs) babes, we go to the same school. Like, I see you. You see me. Like, you walked right past me. I'm going to walk right past you, too, because you had ghosted a couple times again. Not, like, serious, though. Like, how are you going to start texting me first? And then, like, not just go. Like, more than you want school validation. And also, since you've gone autopilot mentally, like, your way of escaping from reality is to think that if you were in a relationship, you would be happier. What you do so many times, we already know we do this. But you don't stop doing it either. So, I don't know. Like, we're working on that.
next is you never really experience any form of kind of like romantic relationship not like even a talking stage so you kind of dream that like once you got to college that would all happen it doesn't I'm so sorry girl it doesn't I I hate to tell you it but then again you do go autopilot so maybe you're preventing it and also there was just so many more options because it was such a big school and you know this is once it like high school with this limited options of boys like it wasn't any of that you know it was big selection so that also fueled it and back to wanting male validation I feel like it's the worst type of validation you can want because like unlike academic validation it's kind of like okay if you want academic validation you put that for in you study you get the good grade you're done male validation it's not always that you could put the effort in and still not get the desired results. So I feel like we should have focused more on the academic validation, seeing how our grades ended up this semester. We don't want to talk about that. Well, we're going to talk about that. This ungodly hornness. And no, we weren't doing the nasty. No. We, and no, you weren't partaking in any of those activities. It's because that's like the only thing you could feel. You really weren't there mentally like you were just somewhere else you didn't feel like happy sad anything like that but you did feel horny and that's that's the only emotion you kind of felt so you clinged on to it like I don't even know what to say to that honestly like it wasn't the best thing to do but what can we do now and honestly it's kind of embarrassing it's real embarrassing but yikes I don't know what to say November I'm be honest you start to realize like this is why the fuck I left my parents house because sometimes you go back there and during December which it's December now you like are there and you're like what the fuck is this shit like you know what I mean like you go back there and you're like this is why I don't live here and I told you, you were making the right decision by moving out. It wasn't a bad decision. And it was such a good decision for you and your mental health. Like, sometimes you come back and you're just, like, re-traumatized again. And I'm not saying it's good. It's definitely stressful. You will feel, you feel bad for wanting to rest even though you haven't really done much. But you also re- need to remember that rest is a necessity and you don't always it doesn't have to be this like incentive like I can only sleep if I got this done it's something that is a necessity you also learn that healing doesn't mean the old you will return and that girl that you used to be is gone forever sadly and you have to grieve her and we did grieve her we wrote a poem for her and we miss her we want her back but she's gone so bye i'm like smiling but like it's kind of sad like i i do miss her like i want her back but she's gone so and then you start to miss high school and the thing is now that you're thinking about it, like, you hated high school. Why did you, why are you missing it? 
you're only missing it because you liked the schedule. Everybody, you got up at a time, you left at a time, and you don't do really well without a schedule or people telling you to do stuff or having to like, having somebody there to wake you up. Because if there's nobody there to wake you up, then you just go back to bed. Like you could set so many alarms, like, and you do, and you do. You download so many alarm apps, but you still end up laying in bed all day. It's not productive. I'm sorry, but it's the truth. And then you decide to get ADHD testing because you felt like you had ADHD for a while. So might as well get tested. Um, We haven't gone through with the testing yet. You feel anxious for your finals week that you don't really sleep well and you start vomiting all over the bus, like while you're in the bus and you don't even end up taking your math final. And speaking of math, you were doing fine in math until around... November when your grade went significantly down everybody started failing math and then you end up failing math but your parents don't know that and you're not going to tell them either you kind of lie to them but it's okay well it's not okay you shouldn't lie to people but like sometimes you just have to not tell people things like I just don't know what else to say and it's kind of bad because like that's you're kind of upset because that's your first class you ever failed it's weird because it's college and you're thinking like all my plans are gone. Like everything I've ever wanted to achieve in my life, I can't achieve it anymore, which isn't true. The thing is, you lo- you learn that failure isn't something that's terrible. It's just something that happens. But you also realize like these were the parts and times where you went wrong and you did some and you could have put more effort in, but you didn't. So it was just a learning experience. And now, finally, to reflect, something, sometimes you're not always going to be consistent and that's okay. And you're going to feel stagnant, like you're not working towards anything. The important thing is to be able to get back to them, which we said. Sometimes you'll forget all the progress you made and only be looking at the negatives. But it's also good to like have a list and look back at that list and be like, I already achieved these things and you're achieving things even if you don't think you are and you're a person, you're going to fail, you're going to stumble sometimes and always remember and go back to things that make you happy and that you love doing. Depression will make you forget they exist and that they matter to you, but and without them everything feels like a chore and I wish you would stop thinking that the more that if you change this about yourself then things will be significantly different because you're fine the way you are and you're working towards bettering yourself you don't have to change the physical attributes for things to be different because that's not where your worth lies and also Continue trying and it's going to be okay. Yeah, that's all. Thank you for listening. Follow me on my social media, Jane Belly on Instagram, J-N-E-B-E-L-I. And then follow my YouTube, which is Jane Belly as well. I put everything the same so you could find it easily. Well, like, yeah, almost everything's basically the same, I think. Anyways, hope you guys enjoyed. Bye-bye. Well, why am I saying bye-bye? Who am I? I'm Audi.